0: Hello and welcome to the Home Service Small Business Spotlight. I'm Arthur Yon, co-founder and CEO of Nest Protection Plan. We partner with restorers, contractors, and other home service providers, increase their revenue, grow their authority, and help them build a platform of lifetime customers. We believe that every American family and property owner deserves peace of mind from contamination, mold, and indoor-related illnesses, all for less than a dollar a day. Stick around to the end of the show. We'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. What is going on, everybody? How's everybody doing? Welcome to episode number five of the Home Service Small Business Spotlight. I am your host, and I have a very excited guest with me today. We're very excited to have her on. Um, She is the creative director, the founder and owner of vim and she is joining us from washington state today steph hilfer steph how are you doing
1: i'm doing awesome how are you
0: i am doing fantastic Steph. thank you for joining us um we're happy to have you on and let's jump into some of the conversation um first of all tell us about vim what it is that vim does and what you uh what you offer
1: Yes, Vim is a branding agency. Uh, We help uh, personal brands, corporate brands, make sure that their reputation, whether digital or, you know, God forbid, we print anything these days. But if we're going off the po- off the digital path, anything that your consumers, or prospects, or employees, or anything that represents you—that is your brand. And so we help personal and corporate brands make sure that they put their best foot forward. They make that first impression that you only get chance to do once—the best one for them. Um, we go in more depth than what you might be thinking. Which most people think a brand is your logo and colors and maybe some fonts, but we take it 10,000 steps deeper. Um, and we truly make sure that that reputation and your message and how you're seen and how you're viewed and how people talk about you all serves you best. That's what we do.
0: <laughs> well, and that sounds really interesting in it. You know, it, it ties in, I think, to a, a lot of the audience. Uh, or or people that are working on, you know, either building their businesses, or maybe they have been running their businesses for a little for a while, but they, you know, they want to either make a change or they want, you know, to get something going for their branding for, you know, their reputation, how they can really stick themselves out there, kind of set themselves apart. So um, maybe leading into that, what, what are some things that you could, or some advice that you could kind of give and throw out there for some companies that are looking to make a a big branding change or to to stand out?
1: Yeah, I think the first thing that is the most important to recognize is that whether you think you do or not, you have a brand. You have a brand. It's just like a human saying that they don't have a reputation. Like you, you always do. If you don't control the narrative of your brand, that is the issue. So if you're like, oh, no, you know, I get all my business from referrals and, you know, I don't really need a brand, you know, it's fine. The fact of the matter is, is you already have one. And so what we help people do is, control that. I like to say control the narrative because when we think of reputations, we're thinking about what are people saying about us? What are people saying to our face? What are people saying behind our backs? Um, And that might all sound a little like high school and don't get me wrong. I get it. But the fact of the matter is, is that's where we're at in the consumer world. So my first little tidbit is recognizing that you have a brand, whether you've done a thing about it or not. The next tidbit that I think would be important to say is you have that brand, we just acknowledged that. So now why don't you take a hold of it and start making sure it's serving you best? Now that can come with the obvious things that most people think of when they think of a brand, which is visual. So V and VIM stands for visual. So those are the things you can see. Those are your colors, your fonts, the way you Put your imagery out there. Um, if you have any graphical elements, um, like Arthur, you have such a great color scheme down here at the bottom of your screen. You have your logo. You have Nest. I appreciate
0: have- that, by the way.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> and you, you do. You have consistent colors. You have two, well, uh, it looks like one font with different variations. Um, you have the green throughout. You are wearing green. You have a sign behind you that has the same font, same color greens. And so what this does, whether you I mean, I know you well enough to know that you are intentional and so you are controlling your brand. This is all very much by design. But what consumers see is a lot, a lot that they're gonna walk away from, whether they subcon or whether they consciously realize it or not after watching this episode or even being a guest on your show they're going to be like arthur oh that was that like green guy right like not that you want to be known as the green guy but the the thing is is there's going to be these subtle things that c- unconsciously we're going to pick up and remember and then the power in that is when you repeat that over and over and over again so i touched on a lot of visual things really quickly to re- recap visual things what you're seeing, colors, fonts, logos. Um, I said imagery. Um, when we're taking images, whether it's a photograph or a video, how? what is the mood of that? Is it um, sharp and striking and masculine and fast? Or is it soft and feminine and pink and girly? Um, and I'm not saying you can't be feminine and sharp, like they all, there's so many ways you can go about it, but, um, your image also is part of your brand. Your images are also part of your brand. So, uh, for your audience, if they're showing up and, doing the work and taking photos. If part of your brand is that you're the funny guys, like you're the three brothers who, you know, do the home service, small business, whatever it might be. And you guys are funky and quirky and goofy and y'all got beards and um, you always wear, you know, rain boots, rain or shine shorts or pants. Like that's your thing. Let's just say, If you are in your photographs or in your videos and you're super serious and you never engage in the camera, um, maybe you're not wearing that attire that I just painted the picture of, that is going to be a disconnect for your brand. So that's all super important. Um, visually, right. We talk about what you see. But while this might throw a lot of people, I also believe that messaging, what you say, is also part of your visuals. Because what did I just do a minute ago with the three brothers? Did you not visualize three guys with beards, wearing rain boots, (laughs) working, right? Your visual might look different than mine, but you visualized it. You know what's funny
0: stuff to jump in? I was just going to say- That made me think of this uh, HVAC commercial, I guess it was a video online, and the guy completely spoofed the Tiger King. You remember Tiger King?
1: Yes, (laughs) yes.
0: And it just, it was extremely memorable, and it was funny. And um, so anyway, keep going. I just, you you were already drawing thoughts out of my head, visual thoughts.
1: That's perfect. And that is exactly what a good brand, somebody who's controlling their brand, starts to do is recognize that your brand is painting pictures, whether you are visually painting them or verbally telling a story, our brains are naturally going to see. You know, we say all the time, don't judge a book by its cover, but we naturally judge books by their cover. We judge people by the moment we see them. We judge businesses by the first time we interact with them on their Facebook on their Google business profile, on their business card, um, on the truck driving down the road. Those are all your first impressions that are being judged and micro judgments are being made based on what they expect of you just by those simple first impressions. So that was a really long answer for like the couple things I would encourage you to do. But as a recap, One, you have a brand, whether you control it or not. And two, look at what people are seeing, because that's the first thing we humanly do when we're interacting with anything in this world.
0: Wow. And that is that's so true. I mean, and this is this is amazing stuff, Steph. Uh, You know, people, you hear a lot about how people are visual learners or they're uh, maybe uh, audio, audio, you know, they learn listening or visual. I guess those are the two main ones, but they seem to both play a big part in this um, in a company's, you know, branding and in the way that they come across and and really get into the minds of, of the consumers um, and so it looked. It sounds like you were touching on uh, just because I'm interested. VIM stands for what? Visual.
1: Yes. Yeah, so VIM stands for Visual Intentional Integrated Marketing.
0: Intentional. So, I love yes. that too. Yeah. Intentional Integrated Marketing. Okay. And that that's probably uh, one of the best ways I could think of what you're doing. How you you put it right there in your acronym. Uh, so. <laughs> Well, and uh, let me ask you this. How did you get into the branding world? I, I just want to kind of know a little bit more about the the Steph Hel- Hilfer history, the story behind it. <laughs> so jo- tell us a little bit about that for a few minutes.
1: Well, my story starts when I was 10. And if you've listened this far, you're probably going, oh gosh, this girl's starting her story at 10. This is going to get long. But I promise I will keep it brief. But truly, when I was around 10 years old, um, I grew up in um, a town and there was this particular neighborhood that had a really negative um, reputation. Um, and and while this is a very, you know, frowned upon negative word today, um, my truth back when I was 10 years old was that this neighborhood was coined for ghettos. It was actually called for meadows. Um, but when I was younger, the reputation was so poor that it was called for ghettos. And I remember being a 10-year-old girl driving by that neighborhood time and time again and one day turning to my mom and I said, you know, if they would just take the sign outside of their neighborhood, sand it down, take all of the chip paint off, sharpen the edges of the letters and give it a fresh coat of paint. I truly thought, as a 10-year-old girl, that that would change the reputation of this neighborhood. No longer would p- people look at this neighborhood and just think that when they drove through the front, the f- you know, there's no gate in this neighborhood because it's for ghettos. But <laughs> there's there, when you drive through and into this neighborhood, that that sign alone could change the reputation of this neighborhood. Now, of course, I know now as a 37-year-old that that 10-year-old didn't realize there's so much more to it than that. But my branding brain and my brain that correlates visuals with reputation and visuals with what people believe about something started very young. Then fast forward into, you know, through through my babysitting gigs and my lemonade stands and my car washes and all the other geeky entrepreneurial things I did as a young girl. Um, then I got to have, you know, my first job. And I was so fortunate to have amazing employers. Uh, literally every single one of my employers were amazing, who encouraged me to go beyond my job description. And so very quickly, my uh, guest relations or receptionist role turned into a marketing coordinator. And then, you know, I got a little computer with some graphic design software under my belt. I got a camera in hand and so started playing with media and photography and video. And all of these things really started to mesh with the idea of branding and how people see you and what they think you are, and how to control that for yourself. Um, yeah, so that that's a really long way. But um, in 2018, I decided I loved all of the employment opportunities I've had. I had such a blessing to be with them all. And everywhere I went, I, the first thing I would do would start to harness in and control their brand more and more. And then I got to this itchy point I call it itchy because whenever I get itchy or bored, I just want to like start something new. It's my, I call it itchy. And so I got itchy enough to start Vim so that I could do that branding for more companies. Um, And that's why we truly are a branding agency. And that is what we um, start every single one of our clients with is branding um, because we believe so much in the power of it. So yeah, that was hopefully a condensed version from 10 to now on how I started PIM.
0: <laughs> well, and it, it's awesome. And obviously, um, if you if anybody out there listening decides that they want to work with stuff and work with their team, you're going to be getting some really good ideas and a lot of creativity. <laughs> and, Thank you. Uh, and speaking of which, um, what where can can people find you first of all where can they find you what's your website and um, how can they get started working with you if they want to reach out
1: yeah yeah so um if you want to get a hold of me then you get vim at getvim.com or you can go to any of the socials um, we're most present on Instagram Facebook and LinkedIn at getvim. Um, you can also find me, Steph Hilfer. I'm a human, right? So it turns out I show up on social too. So you can um, find what's going on with me and my life and my team. Um, that's kind of where you're going to get the most out of them these days. Um, and then a good way to start with us. So we have we have two paths that most clients are taking. So either you're listening to this and you're like, heck yeah, Arthur's awesome. I'm so glad he had stuff on because that is exactly who we need. Then we can work one-to-one and you can go onto my website. I have everything outlined on what that looks like to work one-to-one with us. Um, be prepared for a full immersive discovery day, and I say day, meaning yes, six to eight hours. It is a day where we just dive deep into everything that we truly believe is going to set you apart um, and and represent you best. But if that feels a little too intense and you're not quite ready for that, um, we also have what. I like to call it like my DIYers. So especially those in the home service small businesses, you are likely have that DIY itch. So I have um the same experience, that full day discovery that we start all of our clients with, we've created a self discovery. So um, it's guided by me through video, I provide you with the exact workbook that I walk my one to one clients with. Um, and you walk through and you go through the entire workbook. And then after you've completed that watched the video guidance with me, then we jump on a 90 minute follow up call and I kind of guide you on the next steps. So two, two ways, one-to-one or DIY style. Awesome, and that's on our awesome. website. Both of those are.
0: Okay. And so they're both at get That's That's get V I I M.com. And, uh, Steph has got obviously several different ways that you can get started with her. Um, and I, I highly recommend you reach out to her. If you're looking to, uh, to make some changes in your brand and your image and, you know really enhance the, your your business and your reputation stuff. This has been an awesome pleasure. I appreciate you being on the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me so much. I really appreciate it.
0: Well, thank you for joining us, Steph Hilfer. She's with them. You can go to get viim getvim.com. Steph, thanks again and uh we will see everybody next time on the next episode of the Home Service Small Business Spotlight. Enjoy the rest of your week. Bye. Bye. Arthur Yawn here. Thank you so much for listening to the Home Service Small Business Spotlight. If you are a successful restorer, contractor, or home service provider who would like to be on this program, please visit jointhenestteam.com go. If you got something out of this interview, would you also share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the social. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag HSSDspotlight. I love seeing your posts, love seeing your guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and your reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, jointhenestteam.com slash go, or follow me on LinkedIn and Facebook. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.